second intro for Maddie P. And we're joined by Alex um, this afternoon. Uh, or I guess it's evening time. Um, Depends on where you are. Right. Um, talk a little bit of fantasy. Um, our, our weekly FanDuel lineups. Uh, Want to give you some tips. Last week we talked a lot about... Um, Really, the process, right, Maddie? Any any nuggets? I don't know if you you listened back. Anything that you wanted to to point out that you felt like you wanted to hammer home, or or anything else there? I mean, you know me. I'm obviously a big one percent better every day guy. Just trying to see if I can squeeze the most out of this mediocre life that I've built. And so, while I did not go back and listen to the podcast, I did go back and look at my lineups because you did. It, in fairness, you beat me by about 10, 11 points last week. And not only that, my kicker of choice didn't even make it to Monday. They cut him before we even got through the first week of games. So kind of a resounding win for you. It forced me to go back to the lab and take a look at what I did and maybe tweak the process a little bit. Well, so I was really excited about my wide receivers. I talked a lot about Adam Thielen. Hunter Renfro, uh, McCole Hardman. And I said, you know, if you've got money to spend, go get Kyle Pitts. Uh, that combined for less than 20 points. Um, so, so I – and then the the running back, I, I will say the one good call I felt like I had was uh, DeAndre Swift. Yep. Uh, garbage time, PPR monster. But it wasn't even that. It was the first, like, quarter – he broke off fifty yard run. It was it was smooth sailing for him. So yeah, and and I got a so I got a goose egg from Cole Komet because I just I don't know how to pick tight ends. I don't. I'm just I'm like, trying to find somebody who sees targets and maybe he locks into a touchdown. I don't have any idea. There's no strategy when it comes to tight end, and there's very little when it comes to defense. But I also only got three points out of Sammy Watkins. I tried to get cute there, which you know what are you gonna do? Kirk was one of your call outs last week, and. Yep. I mean, for the price you paid for him. Yeah, I got a good try 15 points. I liked it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I was saved by Swift. Mixon had a good game. and Quarterback. You had a good quarterback, I think. So I had put up... Herbert. Yeah, Herbert. Um, yeah. It was good. But, yeah. um, and Mixon was your call. It wasn't even my call. So looking yeah. back, you know, look, am I, am I thrilled with the week one performance? No, but... I didn't, I didn't I, hit on what I thought would happen, but um, but I'm happy to take the one zero lead on you for for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically yeah. You you win enough weeks in a row, and there's not enough weeks left for somebody to catch up, and you're dormy all of a sudden, and it's over. Agreed. So um, you know, part of the process we talked about was looking at like over unders, and and I didn't even touch or or I I spoke about that. You were looking more at like game points, which. More or less the same thing, right? For the the novice fantasy betting community. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense because you're just trying to look for some some trends there and some things that make some sense while you're like putting the foundation together. So yeah, yeah. So before we get in over our heads and talk about a few guys we like, a few teams we like, or games that we want to target on the daily fantasy side, I wanted to introduce um, a good friend, Alex. Uh, Alex Berthew, who, Matt, you don't know this. He has quit fantasy without actually quitting more times Yeah, with less, like, within a week and a half. Um, I would yeah. say the over-under on me quitting before the season starts is at 10. He may quit like, before the I'll pod. I'll quit 10 times before the first game. 
Yeah. He might be out. Um, Listen, he lives and dies. It's a you know that's passion. I like to see that. It's a I little also erratic. There's a lot of collusion from our commissioner, which Uh-oh. I will remain nameless. Oh no! But you you know, hate to hear that. You hate to hear the c word in public. You know his name, and and it's none of it's been founded. Um, so Alex thank you for joining today and and looking to see as you said in the text how the sausage is made um we're gonna be joining the sausage happy to be here guys Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you know I I was building the lineup and then and I I saw some guys I liked I looked at the over-unders and then I I noticed like oh no this might be a disaster um but a few games stood out. Any any games for you specifically that that you wanted to call out that you think might be high scoring, where there might be fantasy points abound. Well, so this is one one guy I'm okay. real high on coming into this week, and I Ooh, think I like this. He's, he's going to have good value. I think that um, the the matchup is good for him. Not only does his name sound like a character from the 1999 Brendan Fraser masterpiece, The Mummy. I'm a big fan of Amon Brown. And I think that he's got a real good chance to go off here against this defense, against the commanders. Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross St. Brown. Sounds like a bad guy from the mummy, the antagonist. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that's the second highest scoring um, or highest total game on the slate. So I think as a rule... It's a good call because, you know, everybody, so everybody, this is how I think anyway, everybody's looking at the same pieces of data. And the first one they look at is how many points Vegas thinks are going to be scored in that game, because it stands to reason that means you're going to get more points out of the players you pick from that game. And then I start thinking to myself, but everybody's thinking that way. How do I be a contrarian and find something else? But I feel like over and over, I see lineups that just include teams from um, these types of games. So that's a good call by Alex. I think that's going to be a sneaky high scoring game that people aren't really expecting to be as high scoring as it will end up. Well, I think it's just the commanders don't really have the secondary there and they let up a lot of points against uh, the Jaguars last week. So there's opportunity for scoring there. Yep. Yep. Well, like, you know, um, any games for you, Maddie, that you you're penciling in? I, I we know the popular ones, right? Like there's Arizona, yep. Vegas. Um, there's, uh, since he Dallas. Oh no, that wasn't that, that, that changed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the other ones that you had? Because I, I, being, I did I went off script a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's the obvious. So you have to have players from Arizona, the Arizona Vegas game for sure. Um, to get to pick the right side there, but I think both, both teams are going to score a bunch of points. And then from there, I didn't see any games that I thought could be shootout. So I always look for two things. I look for two really good offenses Yep. regardless of the defense, or I look for two really bad defenses. And the games that fit the bill there for me are um, Carolina and the Giants, two mm. exceptionally mediocre teams that it's a lower total, 44, but you just kind of feel like somebody could get blown out there and it wouldn't really surprise you. It could come out of nowhere. And the other game that I kind of like, which has a total of 45, is that Miami-Baltimore game. I wow. think... I. I didn't see anything last week that took me off of my thought process that the Ravens are going to try to throw the ball and air it out and open the offense up. That was a good first week for anybody who's hoping for or thought that was going to be the case. And so if they're scoring, the Dolphins have to keep up. They've got weapons. They can get the ball to different guys and make some plays. So I'm kind of looking around that area. How about you? Uh, 
Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I grabbed Kyler Murray as quickly as I could. And usually I start as low salary, someone I'd be comfortable with starting any given week. Right. And then build up, um, based on money that I have left and do I like this player more, et cetera. Um, so one thing that kind of surprised me was how in I was it, and it, and how much of this is last week, right? It's week one. Um, we'll get into this in a little bit and I'm, I'm going to brace myself for it, but um, how much are these guys going to improve week over week? Um, I, I love Mari Cooper against the Jets. I know he's going to see some Sauce Gardner. I know it's going to be probably a low-scoring game. They're, they might not need to throw the ball in the second half, um, but I think I think there's going to be some action there early. Uh, only like, what, a catch or two catches for 20 yards, something like that last week. Um, and then I look at I look at what Denver did against Seattle's defense running the ball that – you know, again, we'll talk about later. Um, and I think about San Francisco going there and a really cheap play is Jeff Wilson. And I know like everyone gets excited. He's the first running back off the, the, you know, um, waiver wire in season long fantasy leagues, but, um, San Francisco knows how to run the ball. The zone zone running scheme has worked. It's going to continue to work, et cetera. Um, so I really like Jeff Wilson, um, to, be be a really great value play and overscore salary. So um, I like that. And and the other side of the ball on Miami Baltimore, um, other than Waddles, like first half touchdown, they were trying to get Tyreek the ball left and right. And and he's to his safety blanket, even though they've got Gasecki there. So I, I really liked uh, Tyreek as is more of a you know more of the expensive side on the wide receivers um, as a four year Tyreek guy, right. In our, in our league, uh, he's going to break one, right? So if they keep giving yep. him these check downs in these 10 to 15 yards that he's catching, he's going to break through and get a touchdown. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's, it's inevitable. Some of these things are just kind of destined to happen. I, I'm not, you know, Gibby again, this is a place for us to discuss and debate and I don't, I'm not on that Browns game at all. I just, uh, that's fair. It, that's a reach. That, to your point about the one percent, that's yeah. that's like okay. I'm, I'm. I just. I think the Jets. You said it. They got a couple good corners. They actually play a little bit of defense. That's so, sort of Salah's thing. So I don't think they're going to be a profitable team to attack. They're going to be the team that you think. Oh, it's the Jets. They're terrible. They don't have anything going on. But I saw some pretty good defense out of them, and the scheme looked like a good fit for the guys they got on that team now. And they've been drafting pretty well on that side of the ball. So. I don't right. think I'm going to be targeting the against the Jets all that much this year, to be honest. I, I that's fair. Um, yeah, Amari. I, I think I, I went talent over, you know, price and, and opportunity necessarily. And yep. does he break yep. one? Right. And yep. and it, a sixty three hundred dollars salary. I was like, okay, that's yep. interesting. Um, same thing. Like, oh, sorry. Go on. I was going to say, does um, your Niners pick? have anything to do with today's footage of Trey Lance that's circulating around the interweb. I've, I've seen a, a still shot of the footage. Okay. Yeah, that's about all you need to to get the gist. I understand, I, I understand what Trey's doing on Sunday night. Is, the, is, his, is his arrow pointing up or is it pointing down for you? 
I mean, what do you think? What do you think, Al? Have you have you heard about the the Trey Lance? Unfamiliar with the Trey Lance situation currently going on. <laughs> My only knowledge of them is the washout game in Chicago last week. He's feverishly uh, googling to see if he can figure out exactly what's happening with Trey Lance at this moment. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm not on video. He yeah. didn't. <laughs> he didn't have as good a time as Paul Pierce did. No, um, at, no at the event that that you know was kind of a cap to Paul Pierce's run ending at ESPN, but um, yeah. it seems like similar circumstances. Yep, and and I will say too, Gibby, the only other team that I'm actually looking at at all, and I saved the best for last for you. I can't envision a world where the Broncos don't try to run it up against Houston after Hackett just got pantsed on national television. Like, oh, yeah. They, if someone's going to score some points there, they're not going to get the can't Houston's got probably a worse defense than Seattle. They, they do. I mean, Seattle's run defense is decent, but it's not, it, it's their goal line defense. Right. And, yeah. And, and also it was the lack of imagination. We'll, we'll talk about this later, but of course yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got Javante Williams and Cortland Sutton. Both this oh week. yeah. Um, oh, that's it. Just those two. <laughs> it took me every. You get to the point you put you put so many in that FanDuel pops that light box up that says, "I'm sorry, Sarah, you'll need to pick more than just one team." Yeah, yeah. I I had Russell Wilson and Jerry Judy in my lineup at one point. <laughs> well, <that's crazy. laughs> but I was like, oh, "This is a little too much." But um, you're 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 welcome to put put a couple of those guys in this week. Green light. Yeah, I I think this is the week that it's like okay, um, you know they're. Williams will get in the end zone. And I think, you know, it, it, when you were looking at like end of game scenarios or who was, was Russ looking for on third down, it was Sutton every single time. Um, yeah. So I think there's, there's definitely a comfort level and, and I think he's priced, you know, probably low at 6,800. Um, and in production last week, wasn't great, but they, they were trying to go over the top. Um, eventually and, and bore Seattle to death, like with the short stuff to Andrew Beck and Beck caught like a 27 yard um, one handed catch, but I, I won't digress. I mean, we shouldn't be, that should be the one and only Andrew Beck reference on the podcast for might be the mo- moratorium for at least a, a year. Uh, fair. Okay. Um, so <laughs> something that I rarely do, and I kind of went against script here with Pittsburgh, New England, which I don't know if the two teams are going to score against each other. Um, well, is Mac even going to play is the question. Or are we going to see? Uh, it's not going to be good. He's, he'll be fine, but that's not – we don't – yeah, no, I don't He's think. reported as an illness now, not, not his back anymore. It's actually – Oh, interesting. He's picking up multiple. Uh, I mean, that's good. That's what you want early in the season. You want to grab as many injury designations as you can, collect them all. That's another game I'm probably out on, Gibby. I, fair. Um, when I was looking at tight ends, I thought he's going to be most likely to score a touchdown. Um, and I feel like Hunter Henry is, is going to be due for a touchdown. He's always kind of a good fan duel play because he only catches touchdowns. So it's kind of boom or bust. That's a, I like that idea. That's a good play. And someone's going to score a touchdown in that game. Maybe, maybe two. Has to happen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so I liked him. And then the thing that I can't stay away from when I was going through the defenses, and I know this is kind of a a reach at this point, but 
Cincinnati at Dallas, like even with Dak, I was shocked with how inefficient Dallas was moving the ball. And I know Tampa is good defense, but um, bad. But uh, I I think Cincy just you know runs up the score, but also like they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. Like Micah Parsons is the only reason that Dallas was in the game by the end of the first half. Like knocked him out yeah. of field goal yeah. range once, and um, so. Cincinnati is like the 10th or 11th highest priced defense. And I, I think they should be right up towards the top, especially with whoever Dallas is rolling out. And they don't even have Andy Dalton anymore. Yeah. The, the red rifle. <laughs> I, uh, that's the defense yeah. I have circled as well, by the way. Okay. Excellent. Hey, um, Maddie, Mike, I have a question for you. And I, I yeah. just want to quickly talk about some busts from last week. And I want to see yeah. if it's an overreaction to, to drop them already, but we two two real bad showings from quarterbacks in Aaron Rodgers and Matt Stafford. Do you see that happening again this week? Or are they coming back? Wow, that one's going to hit um, a little close to home for a guest that we've got coming on here shortly. They'll both be fine. The the, the Rams are the other team that that game doesn't have a super high total, and it's going to be a blowout. But they're going to get points early. They're going to score a, a million points at, at least minimum. Atlanta doesn't play any D. <laughs> uh, Rodgers is Rodgers. He's going to be, he'll be what he is. He won't be any better or worse, but that receiving core and that cast he's got around him isn't great. So is I wouldn't panic on either. taking its toll at this point? <laughs> I mean, that should have done nothing but cleaned him out. So I'm, I'm concerned that he may have gotten some bad ayahuasca, to be honest. Those guys are all right. They'll be all right. Um, I'm worried about, I'm worried about Stafford, to be honest. Yeah. I think the the injury, the surgery in the offseason, um I'm not throwing up the white flag on on the Rams or or Stafford. Um but I'm waiting. I, I it's kind of a wait and see for me. And and if there's someone like you've got a year-long fantasy league that you've got someone equal to or or right on the same like tier level as Stafford, I'm I'm probably starting the other guy. Um, Do we think the grit is gone going from Detroit to LA? No, I don't. I don't. I think he's the one of the toughest dudes in in football. Um, I I remember him playing on like a torn ACL. Um, probably Thanksgiving. <laughs> I I remember my father in law like he's consistently said, "Ah, oh, he just doesn't have it." And I'm like, "What do you mean the guy doesn't have it? Like he's they're up forty points against you know not Dallas but Chicago." Sorry, Rick. Um, <laughs> and, and so anyway, um, Rogers, I think you're exactly right, Matt. I think it's like, he's, he is what he is and he's not going to be a fantasy superstar. He's not going to throw like four touchdowns, like gone are the days of, I mean, Demonte Adams, obviously, but you know, the, the Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, um, I think it was, was it Bubba Franks or or who was the tight end? Bubba Sparks. Jermichael Finley for a bit. Oh boy. Yeah. Texas A&M. Everyone what loved Jermichael Finley, but he just like, he couldn't stay healthy. Couldn't stay. Uh, he had like, he was missing like multiple uh, bones in his back, which you yeah. usually need those. Uh, yeah, that helps. So do you uh, take a, do you take a Rogers start or do you go for a waiver wire guy like a Carson Wentz or a Matt Ryan? Hmm. 
Over Ryan or Stafford? Over Rodgers or over Stafford? Stafford. Uh, excuse me, over Rodgers. Over Rodgers. Rodgers, maybe. Stafford, definitely not. Rodgers, maybe. But Wentz is a, is a disaster. He could throw just as many picks as touchdowns. He's a, he is not for the faint of heart out there. But maybe not bad in a situation like this. I don't know. That seems like a wash to me. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't go nuts, especially like in a yearly league, like trying to trying to mix things up too much, getting cute. I think like, you know, you know, if you're shooting for the stars in a in a weekly league like FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever, maybe. Um and and spend the money elsewhere, but I agree. Um any last thoughts um before we wrap up, you know, some of our thoughts for for week two. Uh, fantasy. That's kind of it for me. I'm going to stay with some chalk as the foundation of my lineup, and then I'm going to try to diversify with some of those teams like Baltimore and Carolina and the Giants and just maybe some less owned uh, teams. But that's kind of it. I think this is going to be a relatively – defenses sort of owned last week. I think offenses will get back on track in a few of those games. Fair enough. Alex, first appearance. Welcome. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. I'm just looking forward to some continued uh, digs dominance and the Buffalo train continuing to roll here. That's fine. That works for me. I'm in. I'm in. Um, Excellent. Well, thank you. Week two. It's a wrap. Um, We're going to. Alex, you come back anytime. I hope you come back shortly um, so that we can (laughs) can really dive into it. Uh, This is actually, we're, we're going a little bit backwards here. Um, so everyone understands in the podcast universe. Uh, uh, here's the sausage. Yep. Uh, <laughs> just a little, like Maddie said, inside baseball. Um, you're, so this is going to hit uh, on Friday afternoon. Um, the podcast that we are about to record, and we're really excited. Uh, Jesse Tarbell has joined us. And we're going to dig in a little bit to some week one reactions. And we're going to talk couple other topics that are that are uh on everyone's mind um so anyway uh hope that you enjoy the content coming out this week and thank you all good luck in your weekly annual uh fantasy leagues this coming weekend and and looking forward to getting back here next week that's it that's it you're the guy Thank you.